0: Hello, I'm Danny Gallagher. Welcome to our Business Gateway Connection series of podcasts. This is episode six. Is flexible working the future? Well, for many of us, we've had months of working from home or reducing hours to allow reduction of staff at one location. A number of the biggest employers in the UK have said they have no plans for workers to return to the office. So lockdown appears to have changed the landscape of flexible working. Let's talk about the benefits and the pitfalls of flexible working. Today, on our Business Gateway podcast, we talk to Nikki Slowey, Director and Co-Founder of Flexibility Works, and Karen Pickering of Page Parks Architects. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: Nikki, let's, let's start with you. Okay, here's a really easy question. What's classed as flexible working?
2: Okay, Danny, thanks for the the easy ease into the podcast. (laughs) So flexible working, um, I guess, is three things. It's where you work, when you work, and for how long you work. Um, And it's really anything like that that's not the traditional nine to five, Monday to Friday. So it's having a variation on the where, the when, and how you work to fit in with your needs, but also to fit in with the needs of the business.
0: So we're not just talking about location then, we're we're just talking about hours. Potentially, you could be uh, working from an office, but just different hours.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, there's so many different ways you can work flexibly. Location is one of those ways, Um, but hours, absolutely. And for a lot of people, it is hours that that make the biggest difference. You know, just small adjustments to start and finish times, the ability to perhaps reduce your hours um, to fit in other things during the week. Compress your hours so that you're maybe working four days, but you're being paid for five. Um, So there's lots of different variations around hours as well as location.
0: So COVID-19 has forced a massive shift to flexible working and working at home. And of course, many large uh, corporations and smaller businesses have had to make this change. Um, And they're seeing that for most it works. Karen, I wonder, you're a great advocate of this. So, So what do you see as the benefits?
1: Well, prior to um, the COVID situation, we were a traditional um, office-based practice. So we would work nine to five in the office, you know, big corporate um, office, you know, bombs on seats, everyone working away at their computers. We were virtually forced overnight to change that work pattern to actually all work from home. And at first, us as a management team were a bit worried about this because we'd never done this before. And we were thinking, you know, can we trust our staff? Can they actually work remotely? Are they going to be doing their work? And amazingly, it's it's working out for us. And it, you know, this has caught. This is kind of forced us into this situation. But actually, it's now been a huge benefit to us. In that, um, you know, we've, we're all feeling that we're more relaxed. Our pace of life is, you know, much more. Um, you know, calm, there's no, not the stress that we used to have, there's no commuting. And um, because we're computer based, that you know, all our drawings we do on our computers and we have a central server which is in the office, we can all collaborate on our drawing models without actually being together. So for us, it's really been a huge culture change, but our staff, we've, 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 um, We've given a survey to our staff, and what they've said is they're actually finding the benefits of working at home are much better than, than being, you know, in the office. I suppose the only thing we are missing are people. Um, because we're creatives, we actually like being together and bouncing ideas off each other. That's the thing that we are missing. You know, we can do the day-to-day drawings and all the technical stuff, and we have loads of Zoom meetings, etc. But what we do miss is that collaboration time where you can just, you know, free thinking, bounce ideas and all of that.
0: Well, it's interesting you talked about the apprehension at the start of it. And do you think productivity has increased then with, you know, the flexible working?
1: Um, For some people it's increased. For other people it hasn't. I think for some people it does work. I mean, for me personally, I'm really enjoying this flexible working. I do a lot of big writing and um work that needs quite a lot of concentration and when i was in the office obviously i'm I'm a manager i'd have lots of people coming and asking me questions and distracting me and and i'd always be you know kind of having to stop my work and go and help somebody else i've been really focused which is great whereas i think a lot of other people our younger staff are feeling they need that person there to talk to you know they need to ask questions so I think it does work for some people, but it doesn't work for others. But what we're finding we have to do is for those younger staff, we just have to keep in contact with them more. We just have to make sure that we're there for them and say, you know, phone us up, do a, do a Teams meeting if you need some assistance. Just keep that communication going.
0: I suppose the tactile thing is, is an issue for some but probably zoom and teams help that because you can see people so you 're almost mm-hmm. in, well you 're in the room with them, of course, yeah. but surely not everyone could work from home and of course, there is a danger that home working doesn 't actually work for everyone as you as you mentioned some people thrive on the social aspect of work bouncing ideas off as you mentioned. I, I wonder how we get to the the stage Nikki where it 's just the norm that we do work from, well, remotely, not necessarily from home, but, you know, work remotely and how that uh, filters into our, our kind of everyday lives.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is quite surprised at how quickly they've adapted to to working, which we all had to as a result of the pandemic. Um, if, you know, I've spoken to so many employees and employers who have never really worked from home, and they weren't keen on it. They didn't think they would like it. They didn't think they would be very productive. And they're now going, do you know what? I really like this, you know, and I am really productive. Like Karen's saying, you know, I get stuff done. Um, so it's about finding just what works for for different people. And there's not, I mean, we always say this with flexible working. There's never one size fits all. You know, um, it's about understanding what it is that work for different people. What's going to work for that role? What's going to work for the business? And then seeing what you're able to to come up with. Um, so, homeworking is exactly the same. You know, it's about really trying to understand what is your preferred style. Have you even got space in the house that you can work in? You know, is it is it a safe environment? Is it a conducive environment? And if it's not, then you know, what are the alternatives? You know, does that person want to return to the office, or is it a local hub that they could maybe touch down and work in? But you're only going to know that if you talk to people and really start to have those, those conversations. So it is really a very individual and very personalised thing. And it does come down to the manager having those conversations with people and finding out, you know, what works for them, where they're going to be at their best um, and what's going to work for the business and seeing what they, they can come up with. Rather than shoehorning, everybody must work from home or everybody must work in the office. Yeah, we had to do that because of the pandemic. Now we've tried it. Some people have liked it. We've got the opportunity now to actually do it in a little bit more of a controlled and planned way.
0: It's interesting you mention about the space. And of course, um, many folk did work from home maybe one day, two days a week or whatever, and then were office-bound. And it was uh, particularly easy. I'm just thinking about myself here, that I share my study with my wife now, Um, who is also working from home and I think it was probably easier um, pre-COVID to be able to work from home because you were the only person in the house. Now you find if you're living with someone or you've got a family or whatever, everyone's looking for that bit of space. I I wonder Karen how uh, your workforce have reacted to that if they're working in the same room as their partner or, or, or family member, how that all pans out.
1: Well, actually, for me, um, my partner also works at Page Park, and he also works in the house. So we sometimes can hear each other in different conversations. Um, and when the kids were off school as well, it was quite tricky. I've got two teenagers. So I'm in the living room, a partner's in the kitchen, the kids are upstairs. We're all on Teams on Zoom, and the internet just couldn't cope. So our computers were always crashing. And then my kids would be having an argument because they're teenagers and I'm having to like go on mute and go and shout up the stairs, stop fighting. And then Colin's in the kitchen saying, I'm on a team's call, stop shouting. So it was actually quite mad for us at some point. And so I'm so glad the kids have gone back to school now. And I don't know what the neighbours must have thought because we're obviously used to going to work and um, the kids are at school and we've got elderly neighbours in a semi-detached house and then all of a sudden they've got us here 24 hours a day making all this noise so yeah it, it can be tricky. Mm. And I think some of our younger um, staff they did they felt it was a bit kind of isolating and isolated um, we've got one member of staff who um, she's single and really she just couldn't cope with just being at home on her own just for all those those months so she's actually been going into the office and we've actually now got a few people, I think there's five people, well, before this mini lockdown again, we had five people who were in the office on a kind of rotation system because those people felt they had to go into work for their mental health. Um, but generally, everybody else has been you know, pretty, pretty upbeat about it. You know, They've all managed to find a little space in their house and just, just get on with things.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly uh, my wife has told me on numerous occasions that I have to be a bit quieter. Um, I'm probably quite loud at home anyway and and in work so I've had to tone it down um, significantly so I I mean I think the pros of this are and I don't want to be gender biased or anything but pre-COVID we found that females uh, were much more adaptable at home working and it helped them because if for example the kids were sick they didn't have to get someone in to look after them they could work from home Um, And these kind of things. And now I think there's a complete shift. And as you say, I think everyone now is starting to say, well, hang on a minute, you know, this, I wasn't sure about how this would work. And many people are now saying, well, it's much, much better. But let's think about the cons of it. So you're working at home, you've got your laptop open. And in the evening, you walk past the room that the laptop uh, is on. Do we find ourselves creeping towards our emails, Nikki?
2: Overwork um And that ability to switch off has always been a problem for home workers. Um, we've always been, you know, simply as you said, Danny, the, the laptop's there, the temptation, or it's on your phone, you know, so you're maybe scrolling on your phone and then you see a work email, the temptation's there, well, I open it, and then you're caught up in some whole big thing. Um that has always been an issue and it's actually something organizations were starting to become quite aware of even before we went into this situation we were starting to talk to organizations that were saying we want to be totally flexible we've got people who want to work from home some of the time can you help us make sure they don't overwork so you know it wasn't about getting every ounce of flesh from people it was about going to know (laughs) We don't want people overworking because we realize that they're just going to get burnt out. They're going to get sick. They're not going to be productive. It's not a healthy way to work. So there are lots of strategies that, you know, you can put in place to try and avoid that. There's lots of things the manager can do. There's lots of things culturally that, you know, can come from the top of the organization to encourage people not to overwork. But also there is an element of having to take responsibility yourself and switching off. Now, if it's because of overwork, you're working, you're doing overwork because your job's too big. That's something you do need to discuss with your with your manager. If it is just that temptation to just have a wee sneaky look at your emails, then I think that is something about you know just having an element of control, and you know really being able to say to yourself, I do need to switch off. It's important. Close the laptop down. Walk away. Um, you know. For me, I just close the laptop down. I mean, it's so basic to say, but when my laptop's open and I can see the little emails on the screen and a little Teams message, I am much more tempted to go, oh, what's that? If I actually go laptop lid shut, then that is my signal to myself, works over and I walk away. I also haven't put my emails on, on my phone, which um, I used to always have my emails on my phone, but I've not done that over the last few months. Simply like that, because I know that the temptation would be there to, to look at them. So, um, so yeah, there's things that managers can do. There's things the organisation can do to set their culture. And there's things you can do personally to make sure that you're not overworking and burning yourself out.
0: So in, in terms of employers, then, Nikki, your uh, organisation Flexibility Works, would you um, give businesses advice on how to be able to have their workforce working either remotely are, are more flexible and obviously the benefits of it not just the culture of you know is my employee working how will I know if my employee's working you know every time they touch the mouse I'll know they're there or, or whatever that doesn't mean to say you know they're working how How do we get around this
2: okay there's quite a lot quite a lot in that question Danny uh, so no no that's okay so yes flexibility works helps organizations to create more flexible ways of working that's that's what we do um What you're talking about there, the really juicy bit of that question is like, how do I know my people are working? Um, Well, that has been around, you know, we've been coming up against that for, for years and years. And that's what's really, I guess, stopped lots of organizations from enabling people to work remotely, because there's always been that fear. How do I know they're working? I can't see them. How do I know they're working? Some managers would be bold enough to say it out loud, like Karen said. Others would just, you know, maybe not admit it but just say, no, we don't really like homeworking. And it would make up some other reason why people can't can't do it. But yeah, it came down to, I don't know if I trust my people. Like, the first question I would ask is like, well, why are you employing? And why are you, you got those people in your organisation if you don't trust them?
0: Um,
2: are you really going to get the best from your people if you're not giving them that element of trust and autonomy? You know, if they feel that Big Brother is always watching, are they really going to... You know, thrive? Are they really going to take the risks that you might need them to take and you know, show, show up as their true self at work? Um, so it's really dangerous, I guess, not to trust, trust your people because it doesn't help in any way with their productivity, their motivation, their commitment to your organisation. So it's really something that organisations need to really look inwards at, really think, um, do I trust people? What signals am I giving out here? And if I don't, then I really need to try and get over that. However, if there's a genuine reason that you're maybe not trusting people to work remotely because of maybe performance, then that needs to be managed as a performance management issue. You know, the issue here is not flexible working or home working. It's ultimately just about how you're you're managing that situation, that relationship with with, with that individual. But what we find, and what we've always found in pre-COVID, is that people. Give them a bit of flexibility. Give them a bit of autonomy. And my God, what you get back from people is incredible. You hear it all the time from individuals. And sometimes it's the smallest little adjustments that employers or managers make. But what that wins them back in terms of the engagement, the commitment, the motivation, because people just feel they've got a little bit more
0: control over their life. Do you think that as well, Karen, about your workforce, that once you give them a bit of autonomy?
1: I think so. It's about self-empowerment, that we obviously, because we're producing buildings, we have programmes and we have outputs. So everybody knows what they have to do within that team. So it's really up to them how they produce that information. And if you've got control over you know, your, your work, I think that does empower people and it makes them feel more motivated and to do better. I mean, with us, it's it's about creativity as well. So I think when you're a designer, if you've got that power to you know, create your own ideas and, and have, bring your own identity into a building, that really makes people feel proud and, and you know, really enjoy their job because they can see what they've done, what their, what their piece is in that building. Um, and that's what we like to do with our staff. And as Nikki as, um, as was saying before, we were really worried about, you know, folk, you know, working from home and they weren't really working from home. They were watching Netflix or whatever. But no, we found that our team have really embraced this. And they're, you know, they're really putting all that energy into producing their work and producing good work.
0: Did any of you work remotely uh, pre-COVID then? No,
1: nope, we were proper... Okay. Corporate, nine to five, bums on seats. You know, it was, it was almost as though, I mean, it, um, we were quite a traditional partnership. The, the practice has been going for 40 years. The, the, the previous partners, they saw the office as being the status symbol. You know, you bring the clients in, you show them the office full of lots of architects working away, this is, this is you know, we're, we're a great practice. But actually it's not about the office, the building, and the people sitting behind computers. It's about the work we produce. And actually now we've found that because our clients aren't even working in their offices, our clients are just looking at at the work we produce, you know, the the designs we produce, not the office that we're in. You know, so I think the big corporate offices are going to be obsolete, although they're virtually obsolete now, because you can do your job, but you don't need that big piece of infrastructure,
0: so I don't want to give away any of your trade secrets, but what are you going to do then in the future? Is this, is this the way, it's, is this going to be the new norm?
1: Well, I think what we, well, we've, again, as I said, we've, we've surveyed our staff and the biggest thing that they miss is people. So we are going to use our office um, as almost like a creative hub that generally will be working maybe three days a week at home and, you know, just um, doing our, producing our drawings, all the things that we do. But then we'll bring our teams together maybe, you know, one, two days a week where they can collaborate together. Obviously, we know that it's a safe distance. Um, and just do the things that we really enjoy together, which is, you know, pinning our drawings up on the wall and scribbling over and having ideas and, you know, doing all that brainstorming stuff. That's what will happen in the office. But generally, the day-to-day drawing, drawings, writing reports can happen at home. And actually, our staff have been saying that, like I say, I mean, it's quite a stressful job being an architect. You've got deadlines and things. But because they're at home, I think they're feeling less stressed. Um, you've not got all the commuting. People can, like, in their breaks, they can put their washing on. They can turn their washing out. They can do a little bit of chores and things. So actually, at the weekends, you've got loads of free time. Because during the week, you couldn't do any of those things. Whereas now, you do all your bits and pieces of jobs during the week, while you're still working. But at the weekend, you've got loads of free time. So it's just win-win situation. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I was actually a true advocate of nine to five, checking what my staff are doing, just, you know, making sure that they're drawing away, you know, looking over them at their shoulders, making sure that they're not on Facebook. Whereas now I realise, you know, we didn't, we didn't need to do any of that.
0: That's incredible. <laughs> that is a, that's a real sea change, Nikki, isn't it? You must have loads of employers now that had fallen into the same camp as Karen and said, look, it's not for us or whatever. But you must have loads of them now who are approaching you to ask for tips, advice.
2: Yeah, it's it's we are. I mean, we are incredibly busy talking to organisations at the moment, exactly that reason. Um, I think at the beginning of this situation, it was while wow, we are in an emergency situation, we all need to react, we all need to go and work from home. Now, as we start to come through the other side of lockdown, organizations are doing what Karen's doing, they're talking to their people or we are helping them to do that and we're establishing exactly what Karen's, that trend that Karen's just said there about maybe three days in the office, um, two days at home, that is really, really common. Um, The hybrid mix is what everybody that we are polling and talking to is saying they're wanting. So employers are having to now do it in a little bit more of a planned way to go, right, okay, how do we make this work? Um, and they've also had that opportunity to try it we would always say to organizations do a pilot try it see how it goes I you know the world's not going to fall apart if you let this particular team go and work from home but my goodness that could sometimes take months years to persuade an organization to even do a pilot of a team now they've all tried it's been like this really mass experiment and wow it's worked So now they are talking to us and saying, right, how can we do this properly, you know, and they're talking about, you know, how do we keep the collaboration going and, you know, um, how do we make sure that everybody feels engaged, supported and all of those different things, you know, true flexible working conversations are really coming to the fore. What's really interesting actually is I've been talking about flexible working for years and you know, we would be um, always banging on people's doors, saying, would you like, like, for example, business groups, would you like us to come and talk about flexible working? And they were like, oh, that's, that's, that's nice, it's a bit fluffy. And we would be like, no, it's really something that is intrinsic to your business strategy, it can help your business. Now, those types of organizations are coming to us and saying, would you like to come and talk at our annual conference, you know, to a group of business people, because guess what? All their employees are asking them about flexible working, so they need a little bit of help and support. And a lot of flexible working is just common sense. It seems quite obvious to us, but that's because we've been living and breathing it for a number of years. We've been in and out of organisations, personally I've been in and out of organisations for six years, looking at what they're doing, how they're doing it, how they overcame different challenges. So, yeah, we've got loads of stuff that we can share with organization and it's just lovely to be able to to do that at the moment um, i know businesses have got other bigger challenges at the moment but those that are clued into you know people coming back to the office realizing people want different things um are are engaging with us and talking about how they could maybe do that in a, in a sensible way in a way that's actually going to work for them and their business and potentially even be a benefit to them so yeah it's it's a, an interesting time to launch an organization <laughs> But at the same time, it's um, maybe come about at at the right time.
0: Well, guys, that's been really informative and interesting. And I think that the pros definitely outweigh the cons by far. Um, And I don't know about you, I think I might go and hang out the washing now. So I'll have time for that.
2: (laughs) Well, it's raining where I am, so I'm not going to hang out my washing, but I am going to go and shove it in the tumble dryer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to my guests, Nikki Sloy from Flexibility Works and Karen Pickering from Page Parks Architects. You can listen to this podcast and our other Business Gateway Connections episodes at thegateway.com slash connections dash podcast. And I'll be back in the next series of podcasts very soon. I hope you'll join me for that. Until then, goodbye.